Hey guys, so we are recording this on Friday morning. Usually we try to record them on Wednesday night or Thursday night. But, um, you know, we have a team in the World Series. So we're, we're busy watching that. So um, a lot of our projections and stuff, we're going to have Thursday night football in there. So um, hopefully they'll be a little more accurate and we can actually get them right. So with that, we jump into the pod. Dripping for me one time. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another fantastic, brilliant, wonderful episode of The Drip. Swafflin. <laughs> Swafflin. This is episode seven, week eight. Bing, bang, boom. I am once again joined by the best in the biz, America's stepdad, the housewife's choice. You all know him. Mr. Dominic Dump Thick Men, Colangelo. Dominic. Talk to me. How are we doing this week? Um, pretty solid. I am actually going golfing today. Oh, a, a little, a little, little work golf trip. You know, well, not trip, but you know what I mean. It's gonna be a good day. Hell Record, yeah! Recording the pod early. It's gonna be good. Hell yeah! What what a way to start the weekend. Oh yeah, I'm very excited. Which uh, it's also a good episode because a lot of points were scored this week, Nathan. Oh, yes, they were. Oh, baby. Speaking of, the first matchup is the most points scored. <laughs> yes, as usual, we start with our number one ranked person, which this week, once again, Dominic, Robbie at the Good Boys versus yours truly, the Fantaseman. Those boys are good. Those boys are good, but not this week. Burn. Boom roasted. I, I am so glad that I get to talk about my matchup first because <laughs> what a week from the Drip Boys. What Wowza. a week f- from the Fantasy Man. This was the week it all came together for us. This was the first week where you saw how good my team actually is because for weeks we've been talking about, I feel like my team isn't that bad. Just for some reason we keep running into teams that score a million points. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time that you were able to actually, like, your your points reflected your team. Because, like you said, you get the most points scored every single week, and you don't have bad weeks every week. Like, you still score a good amount of points. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most of the time I'm I'm close or, if not, getting over triple digits. I yeah. mean, there's been, there's, there's been a couple weeks where I'm, like, in the 80s. But I'd say mm-hmm. for the most part I'm around, like, 105 to 110. Yeah, which is pretty average for, you know, half PPR. But, you know, it really helps whenever your quarterback doesn't score 0.00. This <laughs> I I think this week was my best quarterback week. Yeah. Let's um, dive into yeah. your your stacked lineup. Yeah. So, like like we mentioned this week it was me versus Robbie. Uh Robbie ended up scoring 109.22, which strangely is a horrible week for him. Hor- yeah. Horrible week for him, not not for fantasy overall. Record setting for me. <laughs> so yeah, Robbie scores 109, which um, let me check my math is less than 168, which is what 
I scored this week. Wow. Big if true. Big if true. (laughs) My my team absolutely went off. This was a 59-point differential with 277 points total scored in this matchup. Um, I'd like to start with Robbie's team first, if if that's okay with you. Absolutely. All righty. So let's start with his quarterback, Josh Allen. So Josh Allen was playing on Monday night or on Sunday night, and I think at this point I was up by like forty points or fifty points. Mm-hmm. I was like, Josh Allen's going to tie the game, guarantee. <laughs> I heard the defense too. I I was legitimately worried <laughs> about <laughs> Josh Allen. Um, Pretty pretty average game for him, not for him being Josh Allen, but just as a quarterback in general. He had about 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody on his team that didn't have a huge game, who's had some big ones recently, Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah. 6.4 points for him. Only had 10 carries. Um, is he seeing less of the field these days? So that game was, I keep calling it an outlier, uh, because nobody expected what happened. If you, you can see the score here, New Orleans shut them out 24 to zero they they just came out early and started scoring so the Raiders were just playing catch up and what's wild and we'll get into this too is Devontae Adams had like nothing like I don't I they just couldn't do anything on offense so that directly affected the Josh Jacobs and before you go on I do want to say a wild stat that I saw last night with uh Texans playing so Damian Pierce who was also on Robbie's team um, he has, before last night's game, he's had something around like 540 yards total on the year. And that is 83% of the Texans' offensive yards. Oh my God. <laughs> and I say that exactly because there's only one person that has more than that. And that is Josh Jacobs with 84% of oh my the Raiders' goodness. offensive yards. And Robbie oh. has both. <laughs> Dude, that is insane, and that would have been an awesome trivia question. I know. I sh- I, I didn't even think about that because you were saying that you had some questions, so it just didn't didn't stick in my head. But insane stats out of these two. Just ridiculous. Yeah. So we, I had mentioned, is he just not seeing the field as much? So his, his snap percentage um, for this year, starting from week one, was 60, 72, 64, 89, 81, and 80. In this last game, and a lot of it has to do with what you said, is they they were just playing catch-up and trying to pass the ball all the time. It was only 55% of the snaps he was on the field for this week. Whoa. So That's wild. I understand that you're trying to play catch-up and you got to throw the ball a lot, but with a guy that's 84% of your offense, I feel like you got to <laughs> kind of stick to the game plan a little, you know? That's crazy. But, like, what's, what's even, I think, I almost said stupider, but... Um, McDaniel's the the new head coach, a uh, previous Patri- Patriots offense coordinator. Apparently, he's just not doing too hot as a uh, as a head coach because Josh Jacobs is heavily involved in the pass game, but they just didn't want to pass to him. Like he's he's known for those those easy checkdowns for Carr whenever Devontae gets covered deep, and they just didn't throw to him. He only he's recently had you know at least thirty yards. He only had twelve. I mean eleven this last week. Yeah, two of four receiving. Yeah, yeah, not very great. strange. Very strange. Hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll see a bounce back week out of him. I don't. I I think he's too good, and especially with that amount of offense he's generating for that team, I just don't think there's no way that he puts up single digits again. Absolutely. I mean, good for you this week, though. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great for me. I mean, shit, he, dude, dude could have had forty. Don't matter. Um, next up, he had uh, David Pierce 
who, as we know, and as you just mentioned, huge part of the Texans' offense. He had a solid game this week, 12.6 points, had a touchdown. Um, big for him. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Nice to see a Texans rookie making waves still. I know. He's a workhorse, man. He, he gets after it. Yeah. Uh, next up, former Texan, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I was a little worried when he started going off because this was a typical um, OG Texans DeAndre Hopkins game. 12 of 13 receptions, 159 in a tutty. That is like vintage Watson the Hopkins. It really is. There. Yeah. Uh, next up for Rob and, and his receiving course, CD Lamp. Another another very good game for him. He's just been turning in these 15-plus point games on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Really good but for he, him. He likes seeing Dak back. And I think Dak Robbie back. does too. Dak back, baby. <laughs> I like that. Um, next up is tight end, and I know that you did a ton of research on tight ends, so mm-hmm. I won't I won't go into it too much because I definitely want you to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but bottom line is he got six points from Tunyon. Josh Reynolds didn't do much for him. Two points, big bum. Uh, Jason Myers, nice Who? game from his kicker again. Wait, what's his real name? No, I just I just don't really know what that is. <laughs> oh, oh, that's his kicker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, eleven points from his kicker, which was good. And Buffalo defense, only five. And now... For the main event. We'll move on to the heavyweight of this matchup. The one who two out of three of us on this pod knew was going to win this game. (laughs) Producer Phil. (laughs) Producer Phil, what an idiot. Oh, Um, God. Yes, the Fantasy Seaman, 168 points. Geno Smith, 23. Oh, that feels so good. Huge. 20-plus points out of your quarterback, man. Oh, amazing. And then the running backs. The running backs, y'all. Derrick Henry, 37.3 points. Oh. What? Oh, my God. Owns the Texans. Well, that's that's why I draft him every year, because he gets did, to play him twice. Did you see the stat that he has? Uh, I, I saw they flashed it up during the game, but I don't remember what it was. So it's just it's just a further note that Derrick Henry owns the Texans. Uh, the last four times that he's played us, us being the Texans, um, he has gotten over two hundred yards and two touchdowns all four times. Oh my god! Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, and he definitely stayed true to form uh, this week. Thirty-two carries, thirty-two carries, two hundred and nineteen yards, two touchdowns. And one reception for nine yards. Yeah, just an extra, you know, an extra point and a half for him. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just, just, just toss it in. Yeah, with with the rookie, uh, I think he's a rookie actually. Their their backup quarterback. I mean, it's just I think he only threw like ten passes total. Um, it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of hard to trust him coming straight out of Liberty College. But just when you have Derrick Henry, you don't need to pass, especially against us. Our our run defense is horrible, and our pass defense is actually pretty solid this year. So it was good, uh, good game plan from the Titans. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's always nice to get about fifty from your running backs. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know Leonard a lot Fournette, about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you do. Leonard Fournette <laughs> uh, about thirteen points. Uh, moving on to wide receivers for the fantasy men. Hey, um. Monday night, I was up by like 40 points, 
And then the only person left in the whole matchup was Amari Cooper. And I jokingly text to Rob because he was like, good game, man. And I was like, hey, Amari Cooper could fumble or throw 20 interceptions. <laughs> and what the fuck does he do on like the first play? Throws a pick. <laughs> First career was, pass interception. It's like, what the hell, man? It's not cool. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I was never gonna lose that. Amari ends up with uh, 19 points. Really nice game from him. And then the notable, well, the other other notable person on my team, newly acquired Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Waddle right now. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> um, yeah, for all you slow pokes out there, uh, I made a trade this week. With none other than Ndamukong Jew, Mr. Isaac. And um, I traded Miles Sanders, the running back, for Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver. And boy, did that work out in my favor this week. Jalen Waddle, 8 of 9 receptions, 106 yards, 2 touchdowns. Amazing. It was such a good trade. And, like, you say it worked out for you this week. I think it, obviously, you know, because we'll get to Isaac's matchup, but... Um, you already mentioned that we watched Thursday Night Football. It worked out for him on this week, too. So, like, it was just a good trade for both sides. And and that's that's all I was looking for. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to you know, pull the rug out from anybody. I just needed a wide receiver. I just needed to balance the squad. The the power of trade bait, baby. Like, it, it worked perfectly. You explained your, your talking points very well. And, I mean, he even had 13 points for, for Isaac. But you got to love that out of Waddle for you. That's That was... So much fun to watch. Yeah, it it was great. And I mean, you know what? We'll talk about Miles Sanders when we get to uh, Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Ertz, nice game from him, 11 points. Antonio Gibson. Where did this come from? 17. <laughs> um, I, I remember when I drafted this guy, I had no idea who he was. But he was like the first or the best running back available at the time, according mm-hmm. to Sleeper. So I just drafted him. Perfect. And everybody was like, oh, I don't think he's going to be very good. I think he just returns kicks. <laughs> and he was like, okay, the first couple weeks of the season because what's his name? Um, Brian Robinson. Uh, Curtis Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curtis Samuel. <laughs> no, no, no. 50 Cent because he got shot. Brian oh, Robinson. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was good reference. It man, slipped over my head. Man, man, man. Yeah, so he, he was still recovering from his GSRs, but now that he's back, Antonio kind of took a dip a little bit, but it looked like he's been back the past couple of weeks, so things things we're happy about. Yeah, it's because they're using him in the pass game, which is he's a passing back. He's almost like a Naheem Hines or a Tony Pollard, where mm-hmm. and with especially with Heineke back, like he loves uh, Gibson. He loves Gibson and Scary Terry, so it's good for you. Yeah, Gibson Gibson kind of almost gets clumped into that Cordero Patterson type. Yes, he's a running back, but he's kind of more of a receiver. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. You get that flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Tucker, surprisingly, the only player on my team this week to score single-digit points. Typically the opposite. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very true. Definitely with the quarterback spot. I think I've had more points from my kicker slot than my quarterback slot. If producer Phil needs to check us on that because wow. that'd be funny if it was true. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, and then um, finally, once again, picking up a defense late. Tennessee, they were playing Houston, so I was like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Stuck them in there, 12 points for them. Impressive. Um, so, yeah, really happy with how my team played this week. Yeah, that was great. You only you only missed out on like less than a point. I think it was like 0. 0.9. 
of your maximum points, you could have had 169.38. You had 168.48. Yeah, it just <laughs> that's ridiculous. And just looking at it, the only way that would have happened is if I benched Leonard Fournette, started Gibson in the running back slot, and put Romeo Dubes in the in the flex. Yeah, why didn't you do that, idiot? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, and yeah, Phil was the only person who had Robbie there. You and I both got that right. Bing, bang, boom. You got yourself a win in the Dicks with Picks column. Here we go. Yep. Also, and just one more thing before we move on. I posted something in the uh, sleeper chat the other day, and it was a picture of a basketball player. Dominic, did you understand that? Because I posted that, and I thought it was so damn clever, and nobody responded to it at all. <laughs> um, I don't see one, actually. In the in the general? No, 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 in sleeper. Oh, and Sleeper. Oh, shit. Okay. And one? Yes. And one. Oh, no. No. Because Robbie's seven and one. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's really good. I did not put that together. I didn't even look at his record. That's... Yes. Damn it, Robbie dude. Robbie was undefeated, and now he's seven and one. That's so good. Call me the Professor Hot Sauce. Skip to my loo. Oh, <laughs> and one for Robbie, because he got an L in the loss column. Let's go, baby. Bars. <laughs> That's a good one. I apologize for not picking up on that. That's really good. <laughs> okay. I just had to explain it. Cause, well, I hate explaining my jokes, but that one I had to. Okay. No, sometimes you have to, man. So for the number two um, matchup this week was... Isaac Nadamkaju versus number four Driscoll, and um, we were talking about how you had a very big game. So did Driscoll. Uh, he had 161.08 points versus Isaac's 111.72. Uh, you were the only person to pick Driscoll this week, and boy did that pay off. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was ridiculous, and he he yeah. scored 161 while having Darren Waller in, who got him 0.00. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this this was another one of those matchups where it was um, a big potential shift in leaderboard at the top. You know, you had Isaac who was coming in at number two. Driscoll was coming in at number four. So we had a big shift up there. And yeah, like I said for a long time, for some reason, Driscoll just always has teams that at any week can put up like 150. And this yes. was definitely one of those weeks. He's got uh, three quarterbacks on a little carousel. He has Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Tua. Um, but he went with Tua this week, and that was a great choice. He had 35 points. Uh, two of those touchdowns, two of his three went to Jalen Waddell. Good trade. Lovely, lovely. Um, and then, you know, just a cool 380 yards. Uh, insane game. Detroit's defense sucks. Uh, and then I mentioned Tony Pollard. Uh, Zeke was out, so... He didn't have to split touches, and Zeke wasn't on the goal line to snake all of his touchdowns. Pollard had 131 yards and three touchdowns. Oof. Ridiculous game. Oof. Um, and then just keep going with uh, some of his picks. He had Stephon Diggs, almost got him 20. Tyreek Hill with his fourth 10-plus reception game, 150 yards. Mm. His fourth. In, ridiculous. And, yeah. by the way, uh, DeAndre Hopkins also had a 10-plus reception, 150-yard game. Very yep. fun. Very fun receiving uh, stats for this week. Uh, there's one There's one player in particular that I wanted to mention. Uh, Khalil Herbert was a late pickup for, for Driscoll. 
And I just wanted to go through some of the transactions for, for him. He scored almost 16 points for Driscoll this week. He was drafted by Jeff. Pay to win broke Jeff. Uh, then he dropped him. Then he bought him for $11. Then he dropped him again. Then he added him, and then he dropped him. And then Driscoll picked him up and actually played him and helped him win. Um, out of the four times that uh, Jeff has been able to play him, he played him one time, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Jeff, but it's it's apparently working. But, God, poor poor Khalil Herbert. <laughs> Just can't find the, the starting bench spot, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough, but... You know, good for him. Glad to see him actually getting some time in the starting lineups. Yeah, so like I said, uh, Driscoll scored 161 points with a 0.0 on his lineup. Um, And he also had a big bench game because, I mean, Dak Prescott, he had 29, but Tua scored more, so you can't really do anything there. But he also has DJ Moore on his bench. Uh, 25 points this week. Huge. Mm -hmm. Finally getting the recognition he deserves. Had a huge uh, overtime touchdown uh, in that game. That that Falcons game was just bonkers. Yeah. Very back and forth. There was like 12 lead changes. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, and he also learned not to take his helmet off after the game, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was, he just kept doing it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so going to, going to Isaac's team, Lamar Jackson finally had a 20-point game uh, after I think it was four weeks in a row. He had under 20. It um, was week seven, week six, week five, week four. You're correct. Yeah, four four weeks in a row. Finally had a good game against Tampa Bay, of all people, which who knows what's going on over there. Dude, they're busted. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Ramondre Stevenson just keeps having good games, which you love to see. And then Miles Sanders, trade uh, recently acquired in the trade. Mm-hmm. Got him 13.8. 78 yards and a tud. Very, very good showing. That's what you want out of running back. Over 10 points uh, is pretty much what you need, especially when you have, like, another top tier, like uh, Ramondre or you have Derrick Henry, things like that. Yeah, and I remember we, we said that we'd talk about Miles Sanders here. So when I was putting all of my stats out there for the trade bait last week, I mentioned Miles Sanders, he averages right about 13 points a game. Well, what did he do this week, Dominic? Only exactly what I said. 13.8 points. See? I'm you're not genius. I'm not lying to y'all. You're a genius. The numbers never lie, man. You would you would never purposely mess someone up, you know? You're just no. going for fair trades here. Come on, man. <laughs> uh the the only other notable um would be probably Cooper Cup. He had 18.9. He left the game briefly for an injury. Uh, but it looks like he's going to be coming back. This kind of happened to him last year. He had a little ankle scare, but I think he'll be fine. Just tape it up, give him some shots, and he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews left. He only gave him four points. But then, um, so close to keeping the streak going, Bill Bill Maher, May, May, Mayor, <laughs> and, the, and the Dallas defense, they only combined for 18. Oh. Not, not 20 this time. Mayor got seven, and Dallas got 11. Mm-hmm. So still good. But, you know, not mm-hmm, the typical. Mm-hmm. And then Isaac's bench, I don't believe he's, he would have won if he if he fixed his lineup. But I will just say he had uh, Kenyon Drake had 14 on his bench, Naheem Hines 11, and Donovan Peoples-Jones for 10. Uh, just kind of wanted to go through the bench. I, I still think Driscoll would have won with those numbers, but, yeah, you know. Definitely. Not a bad, again, not a bad game. It's just uh, 
it looks like Robbie and Isaac, they finally got a taste of their own medicine, scoring them, getting the most scored against them. Yeah. Tell me about it, because that has been <laughs> happening to me every freaking week. So, hey, it probably feels good to get that revenge. Oh, dude, it, it, it feels great to be 2-6, and six, but the best 2-6. <laughs> the best 2-6. and six. You love to see it. So next matchup is, is me, Dump Thickman, versus Pay to Win Jeff, a.k.a. Jeff. A.k.a. Sloppy Seconds Jeff. A.k.a. Monday Night Football Poop on You Jeff. So... <laughs> Uh, we'll go through my team first, and then first off, go- can I just say I was watching this matchup very closely, and oh my gosh, I know that we were texting back and forth during red zone on Sunday, <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, god damn it, lock it, fuck you, lock it, I hate you. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, it is, you know, I'm just not destined to do well this year, and I'm okay with. I've I've come to terms. If I win out, I can go seven and seven, and that's what I'm hoping for. But for now, I'm just I'm trying to be cool, trying to be zen, and I'm gonna try to go through this uh, matchup not as animated or you know super biased. I'm gonna try to be a fair uh, recap here. That's that's what we do here on the pod because first and foremost, we are independent journalists. Yeah, fuck you, Jeff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay, so we're going going to my team first. I lost. 99.2 to Jeff's 110.04. Oh, I feel like this game was so much closer than that. And 10 points is close, but I feel like it was like one or two points. It really was because uh, all week it was projected that I was going to win by, it was only like, you know, two to three points. And I was like, okay, there's no way this lead is safe. Um, I mean lead because it was projection. But so Jalen Hurts got me 36. You love to see that. He had four touchdowns and 280 yards. Public um, Houston fan, Jalen Hurts. Suck yeah. it, KO. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, so my running backs didn't do too bad. Uh, Mostert, he got, he still had, you know, 67 yards, but that was pretty much it. So got me seven points. Um, Tyler Algier, two weeks in a row, scored a touchdown. But that was pretty much it. Like, he had about 80 yards, but that touchdown really helped me. So he got me 16. And then we we kind of talked about my receiver situation. Tyler Lockett, uh, early on, he had a fumble, and he had a the most bread basket of a touchdown that he just dropped. His hands were rocks. I don't know what happened there. Gino just put it right on his fucking numbers. Like, I know, dude. It was a perfect over the shoulder, and he just it went right off his face mask. Yeah, it was bad. I got three texts about that so no lock it <laughs> i was what like oh <laughs> yeah exactly so um gino went up to him and he was like hey don't worry about it i got you and then he gave him a touchdown eventually later in the game to get his confidence back up which is good well i don't know about that because gino is a longtime pro he knows when the cameras are on he knows that they can see body language, but they don't know what he's saying. So what I think is he went up to Tyler Lockett, put his arm around him, you know, kind of gave him a pat on the back, but he was like, next time catch the fucking ball. I can't believe this <laughs> shit. This is a fucking NFL. Catch the damn shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. There's no way that's not true. <laughs> um, surprising here, Jerry Judy over in London. He loves London apparently. Six for seven, 60 yards and a touchdown. Got me 15. Hell yeah. I feel like Jerry Judy has been – he's been clumped into, like, the same, like, enigma as your running backs. Like, 
he's good. Like, he's supposed to be good. He's got name notoriety. He's had big games before, but it's like, is he getting me 15 points or is he getting me three points? I don't know. That's the thing that Matthew Barry kind of touched on uh, a few weeks ago before he had two good games. Jerry, he's never really proven himself to be a, a big name. He just was good at Alabama. Like, he before this year, he only had, like, two touchdowns. Mm. So, like, there, I don't, I, I just bought into the hype of Russell Wilson, but it's just, it's slowly getting there. So I, hopefully this little, this little push at the end of the season will kind of help me out. But, um, he was good. He was my best receiver this week. Um, George Pickens though, he got me 0.0. He had three targets and dropped them. And one of them was a offensive pass interference, like very frustrating because he gets, he normally gets every target, but now that Claypool is gone, uh, he got traded, which we'll mention, but hopefully he gets more more targets there when DeAndre Johnson is getting getting covered. Uh, yeah. And then McPherson on Monday night, he got zero, which is just bonkers. He missed a field goal and an extra point. Second best kicker in the league missed it. Normally mm. he gets at least five, and that's pretty much what I needed to like kind of keep me in it. But whatever. Uh, Patriots got me nine, and then my bench, Curtis Samuel got nine, but. Who cares? Let's move on to Jeff because hold on, real real quick. I just want to. I just looked up Jerry Judy. Okay, um, let's hear it. You talk about like he doesn't have a a whole lot of proven games or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want you to guess how many times has Jerry Judy in his entire career? How many times has he had over twenty points? Over twenty? Yes. Uh, half PPR. I'm assuming, like in in our league. Yes. I'm going to say, like, once. It is two times. Two times, yeah. And like they're not both many. in 2020, two yeah. years ago. <laughs> that was with Drew Locke, pretty sure. Wow. It was, yeah, not a good situation. Like, that's what I'm saying. Um, I didn't even, I wish I listened to him before the draft because I probably wouldn't have gotten him. He was, like, my fourth pick, I think. Oof, duh. So, um, Jeff, we're going to keep the, he has two Monday Night Football game uh, players. He had... Uh, Joe Burrow and Nick Chubb. So we're going to leave that for a little bit. But he has Devontae Adams, which I mentioned, only got him .7. Rough. Mm. Five targets, one catch. Uh, Devontae Smith got him four, almost five. George Kittle had 11 points for him. This is the second week in a row with a touchdown. So it was against me, but I'm glad that he's getting touchdowns. I like yeah, he was Kittle. He was definitely somebody we were starting to be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, sure. he came back from that injury, missed the first couple of weeks, and then he kind of started really slow. But it looks like he's starting to get his stride back a little bit. Yeah, and I, I want to say because, like, whenever you're hurt, they don't want you running too many routes. So I think he was just blocking a lot. But, I mean, he was still – he was three for five with 40 points in a touchdown, which still isn't that – like, it's very touchdown dependent right now. But he'll he'll get there. Um, he has Christian Kirk, five points, and Dan Carlson, two zero point zeros out of the kickers in this wow. matchup. Crazy. Wash. It was a wash and from the kicker spot. I had – I had – uh kind of predicted that the commander's defense was going to get under two points they got seven christian mccaffrey is on his team and i, I wanted to mention him last because oh, he is just God. a ridiculous human he's the only person in history to have a passing touchdown receiving touchdown and rushing touchdown in the same game that's so stupid 38 points out of this man and i was furious i was like are you joking like another touchdown like get real so but that was like pretty much all that he had was Christian McCaffrey in this game. And so take us to Monday night. I have, mm, what did I have? 99.2 points. Yeah, you were done. 
Yeah, I had 99.2 points, and Jeff had he, he had like 60, something low. And he was projected to lose by uh, – he was projected to only get 92 points for the game. I was like, all right, Monday Night Football, these typically are very low-scoring games. But, you know, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. And he Facts. gets two flipping touchdowns and like 100 yards. And the whole time I was thinking, okay, well, Amari Cooper's had this huge catch. Uh, they're down at like the 10. Just give it to somebody else, please, Lord. <laughs> and then every time I would look, this is Halloween night, so, you know, passing out candy and stuff. I would look at my phone. Nick Chubb would score another touchdown. Sick. And then Joe Burrow wasn't doing too hot. Um, he only had 17, which is low for him, you know, very average. Low, for. Yeah. But, dude, he ended up with 110. I was very, very frustrated for a good hour. Just like, come on. This is like the one, the one chance I'd win. This is my second week in a row, Nathan. Second week in a row that I've lost on Monday Night Football. Oh, that sucks. Like, that's super brutal. And I think you were just the victim of Travis Kelsey being on a bye. Yeah, that's true. And I, I picked the wrong tight end. But, you know, like we said before, it's it's a toss-up on tight ends. Like, you don't know who's going to be good, whatever. But um, And, again, second week in a row, if I would have started the, the correct lineup, I would have still lost by less than a point. Ugh. Like if I would have put in Curtis Samuel, I would have <laughs> it would have been less than a point that I lost by. So again, hurts, because of that, that yeah, exactly. You know, so Jeff, talk a lot of shit, but good win. You know, GGs. Also important to note, we all picked you to win. So thanks for not holding up. Yeah, the end of the- I, dude, it's really just really weighing on me now. Um, Jeff's bench, you know, he won, so it doesn't matter. But DK got DK and Garrett Wilson both got fourteen and a half. Uh, another week, Dawson, Dalton, Dalton Knox, $36, got eight points on his bench. Um, he pays $36 to never play him. What's going on there? I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. And like I mentioned earlier in this, in this podcast, you did some deep, deep (laughs) diving in on, uh, tight ends and acquisitions and points and everything. So I cannot wait for you to explain that. So once again, we are going to hold that off. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to the next matchup. It's actually another Colangelo matchup. We have Shocking. The, the Costanzas versus something fruity. Yes, the the, the Colangelos from House Max. Yes, um, from House Max. This is a this this matchup hurt, and it kind of hurt looking over this this recap because um, as we heard from last week, Max had traded Robbie, and I think he just forgot that he. You know, proposed this trade as a joke. He got Derek Carr from Robbie for three dollars of free agent budget money, um, which Robbie already blew through. But Derek Carr got one point <laughs> nine four points. Um, yeah, man. And this is this is very. Uh, I'm I'm pointing this out first because Max lost this game against Jo, 120 to 103. Um, Max, whenever he made that trade. He was kind of going back and forth on who to drop. He ended up keeping Jimmy G and dropping Jared Goff. Um, what ended up happening was J.O., I think he just did it to spite him. He picked up Jared Goff, and Jared <laughs> Goff got 20 points. Oh. So if – and let's just say – let's just say um, he didn't drop Jared Goff. If he would have played Jimmy G or Jared Goff, Max would have won this game. Yep. 
that is it's just tough. He had a hundred and twenty two point eight potential and J.O. had 120.4. Like just a bad decision. It it happens. I'm not saying Max is bad for it, but just a tough scene right there. Who would have thought yeah. Derek Carr gets shut out? And and I I would also like to point out last week on the pod when we were doing predictions and we were talking about this one, I I said because at at the time Max still had Derek Carr, Goff, and Garoppolo, and I said <laughs> I guarantee you he starts the wrong one every time. You did. And I also said I think Max is going to win this game, but only if he starts Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for you to mention that. <laughs> so what I think happened is I just put a lot of doubt in Max's head. Hashtag pod pressure, and he blew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he texted me and he goes, "Y'all gotta stop picking me to win." <laughs> but like his team did good though. He has Dalvin Cook and uh, Etienne. They Etienne. both they both got around twenty three points. Big games mm-hmm. out of both of them. Mm-hmm. Etienne had one hundred fifty six yards. It's bonkers. Um, yeah. His his receiver situation's depleting a little bit. Debo Samuel's out, so he can't really play him. But yeah, Alec Pierce, rising rookie. He has two rookie receivers as his starters. Actually, sorry. He has three rookies as starters: Alec Pierce, Chris Olave, and Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I mean they're they're all good players. They just didn't have the best week. But um, Dalton Schultz, Dak is back, and he he loves Dalton Schultz. Ten points out of him. If 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 there's anything we know about Max is that he's starting Dalton Schultz. Or Dan even when Schultz, he's not playing, hell, his name is. Oh yeah, even when he's not playing, or even when he has back-to-back weeks of zero points, hey, hmm. he's he's riding with this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> you gotta love the the diamond hands out of Max there. Um, also, Philadelphia defense last week got him fourteen, but again, Jo Jo had a big week strictly because of one player, uh, and that is Alvin Kamara. He got him almost forty. He had mm-hmm. three total touchdowns. 96 receiving yards, 62 rushing yards. Just ridiculous out of him. You should have traded him to me. I would have loved that. <laughs> but, you know. Alvin Kamara is to J.O. what uh, Derrick Henry is to me. He's just one of those guys, I think, that is just associated with him yes. at all times. Like, oh, he's been on his team since, like, 2017, mm-hmm. and he's just his guy. It was whenever he got rid of um, – who's the old Rams running back? Do you remember the old Rams running back? Yeah, I honestly I'm blanking on his name really hard, but Marshall um, Falk. <laughs> a little, a little too far back there. <laughs> um, Todd Gurley. Yes. Okay. Um, Jo, there was I believe actually after the 2017 year, um, Todd Gurley was his guy. Like it was so much his guy that we used to do this thing where your your top scorer, uh, we get you like a, a t-shirt jersey. And I'm pretty sure J.O. had a Todd Gurley jersey because of it. He just he loves one running back, and he gets him every year. For sure. And he produces, and that's Kamara. Um, he also has Saquon Barkley, which he was very high on uh, Saquon during the draft. And, I mean, there's for good reason. Rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah, he got 13 points, which is low for him, which is wild. Um, shocking development. Cortland Sutton doing pretty bad lately. He's not getting his 10 points as normal. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely one of those guys we've talked about as being one of those consistent, you know, just over double digi type of guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on in Denver, Mister Unlimited. Unlimited. 
I don't know. I mean, I know he's been maybe hurt or whatever, and he does like jumping jacks on airplanes or whatever, but I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, I don't know. But someone you can trust is Brandon Ayuk while Debo Samuel's out. Facts. Got him 80, 80 yards and a tud, caught all six passes, one of those being from Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> um, and then Amon St. Brown, he's back. Ten points. Uh, he got 69 yards, no touchdowns, but you know, still got double digits. That's all you can ask for. Yep, especially out of flex. Yeah, oh, no, and then sorry. he was a yeah, yeah, flex. yeah, flex. So what Jo what Jo keeps doing is he gets these players, and it's like, ooh, that's a pretty good pickup, and he doesn't play him. Deontay Foreman, three touchdowns on his bench. Oh, 30 points. Yeah, and another notable on his bench is Taysom Hill. Paid thirty five dollars for him. What's going on? Why is everyone paying all this money for bench players? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But you know, got the win. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Take care, brushy hair. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Chase Claypool now or during NFL news? Uh, I got a whole like list of trades, so we can just okay. do that then. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next one then. Um, we had Matt Gritty Gritty Bang Gang versus Ricky Something Clever Er. So this was definitely one I had my eye on this week because, mm-hmm. um, as we have discussed at length, um, I attempted to make a trade with Matt for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And this week pretty much showed why I wanted to get that man. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll start with Matt's team here. Uh, Daniel Jones, only nine points out of the quarterback spot. Um, is that a New York Giants homer pick? Or did he just have somebody on bye? And, yeah, he had Justin Herbert on bye. So I guess yeah. that's not a bad Yeah, a bad and, you know, this this week we're keeping up with the Joneses. Um, mm. So Daniel Jones on one side, Aaron Jones on the other. Uh, mm. Daniel Jones, he did get about 30 points last week and 17 the week before that. So, like, he hasn't been doing bad. I think, one, it's a home a hometown pick, but also he was just looking for, you know, at least 15 which he only got nine, which is tough. Those playing, like, I don't even know what happened in that game. I didn't even think Seattle's defense is that good, but kind of shut down Daniel Jones there. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm just like, me personally, whenever I got to pick somebody up that's on a bye, especially at the quarterback position, um, all those quarterbacks out there are generally about the same. So mm-hmm. what I'm looking for mostly is who's playing at home. Who's playing at home? And Daniel Jones this week was on the road in Seattle. It was kind of nasty weather. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was definitely the best pick to pick up off the waiver. I know that he's a Giants fan, and it's always fun to have a fantasy player on your team that you root for and everything. But I don't know. Maybe maybe look at the uh, other parts of the matchup. I didn't even you think know? about choosing a – if you're streaming a quarterback, choosing a home, home dog. I didn't even think about that. It helps. Speaking of home dogs, Mr. Consistent, Kirk Cousins. His his highest point total of the year, 27. Golly! Look at him go! He, he had that outrageous 17-yard uh, scramble. I saw a uh, video of the Vikings coaching staff. They were watching that play, and they were just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he surprises you, man. He I love, I love him. He's such a cool guy. He's like... He went on Pardon My Take, and, you know, their whole job is just kind of, like, make funny interviews or kind of, like, poke fun at their guests. They could not make fun of Kirk Cousins because he just – he laughs, and he's just so, like, so nice about it. They're just like, ah, oh, you make this not fun because we can't make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it shows because they're, what, 7-1 and one now, 6-1? and one? 
Yeah, something they're, crazy. They're rolling, man. Um, and they're rolling just like Ricky's team did. He's got Aaron Jones for 17 against Buffalo defense. Huge. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, he's got two Bengals, which is a good good move because they have a lot of offensive points. But only nine points out of uh, Joe Mixon. But Tyler Boyd stepping in for Jamar Chase got 11. He had 38 yards and a touchdown. Could have had more yards, but they're they're slow to start in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. He he had picked up Greg Dolchich for $27. And he got him double-digit points. 87 yards out of him. Not bad. Yeah, four or five receiving. Yeah, it's a it's a great pickup for uh, a bye week. Actually, I think his tight end is hurt. I just can't see it on the website app, but um, good pickup for the week. And then his star player, Nick Folk, his, mm. his kicker had the most points scored uh, besides Kirk Cousins, his quarterback. Twenty one out of him. Yeah, five five out of five on field goals and um, an extra point. That is impressive. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. He had a 30-yard, 40-yard, a 30-yard, three 40-yards, and a 50-yard field goal. <laughs> just good for you, so, man. So, Dominic, is Ricky's team good? They are 3-4, and four, but they've had multiple weeks of over 120 points, and they've had multiple weeks of under, like, 90 points. I know, dude. It's, it's hit or miss. They're 4-4, um, they're four and four, actually, I just saw. Oh, that's I, right. Sorry, I'm, I thought they were three and four too. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's very strange because he has Patrick Mahomes, who's literally he's projected to get twenty eight, which is ridiculous. That's um, stupid. I don't know. I think it just took a little bit to kind of catch on because some of these players are they're good players. They just you know like Thielen's behind Jefferson, Singletary is rushing behind Josh Allen, so he doesn't get too many touches. It's it's pretty interesting to see week by week how his team does, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm playing him this week. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be watching it closely. And also speaking of teams that were questioning if they really had the stones or not, Matt, every week I feel like we are roller coaster. He's, oh, yeah, okay, he's he's proven he, he had a bad week last week, but this week he's back. Yeah. And then this week again, I mean, 102 points, I mean – Maybe maybe slightly below average for mm-hmm. what is you know normal for this league, but there's you there's really only one or two teams in this league where 102 points is good enough for a win. Yeah, true. And I mean, like like we mentioned before, his quarterback is on a bye, but and he had a huge game out of AJ Brown. But I mean, you just kind of look at the rest of his team: DeAndre Swift, nothing special, 11; Damian Harris, six point two. JJ Justin Jefferson 12. I mean, n- nobody's really jumping out at you on this yeah. list. Yeah, and you would think Justin Jefferson is going to be big, but he hasn't had a touchdown since week 1. That is, is surprising. Yeah. Who are these touchdowns going to for the Vikings? They're 6 and 7 and 1. It's crazy. But yeah, just to uh, touch on AJ Brown one more time. He had 3 touchdowns. 6 of 10 receiving, 156 yards, 36.6 points. I remember after the second touchdown in that game, <laughs> I texted Matt. I texted Matt, and I said, hey, man, this is why I respect a guy who trusts his gut, and your gut was on point. So good yeah. for you, dude. Good for you. <laughs> that is a great point. Good job, Matt. <laughs> you earned yourself a Budweiser. America's beer. <laughs> he loves it. And uh, also important to note, you and I both picked Ricky, and Phil picked Matt. 
So, yeah. suck it. once again, producer Phil. So, producer Phil is over five this week. We'll just say that right <laughs> now. <laughs> he, he got everyone wrong. It was pretty funny. And he was very confident, too. Uh, but moving on to the next matchup and last matchup. Number nine, Clint, versus number 12, the New York Jets. We had talked about earlier on the pod, there's always like a, a one through four matchup going on, and it's always like a, a huge primetime game. Well, mm-hmm. this is the real primetime game. Oh, yeah, this is one we really wanted to see. <laughs> uh, you had a parlay bet that Andrew wins, and he gets under 100 points. You hit one of those legs. He did not win, unfortunately. He had 92 points, and Clint had 102 yeah, um, I thought th- I thought this was the perfect week for it. Yeah, I so whenever I was whenever we were going through the the recaps, my my biggest point was Jonathan Taylor's back, and he only got five points. <laughs> well, but he he's ended not up get, playing me. So. Yeah, he ended up he ended up getting the win. Which yes, he's not playing Nathan, so that's why he didn't do well. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray did though; he had thirty for him. Uh, Mike Evans had one hundred twenty three yards, so fifteen points out of him. And T.J. Hawkinson nine point five, and then they traded him. Which we'll get oh, to, but he had, he had a lot of eight and nine point game uh, players this week. Um, even the Falcons defense got about seven. Uh, normally, the San Francisco defense on Andrew's team is the highest score, but they actually were the lowest. Uh, not the lowest, but close to it. Yeah, and there really wasn't too much else Clint could have done. Just looking up and down his bench. I mean, Reggie Moore. Oh, I know Reggie is not his name. There's no way that's right. No, but it's Rondale, but close. Honestly, as you know, if I don't know their names, because like I said, it just says R more, I just mm-hmm. like to put one in there that I think sounds good. No, so I'm sticking with Reggie. I love it. Um, Reggie Moore, 19 points. He could have put him in. But, you know, aside from that, there really wasn't much else he could have done. And, you know, bottom line, he got the win. So. Yeah. so I wanted to talk about Andrew's team because he had a great pickup with Marcus Mariota. Got him 28 points against Carolina. Um, he finally was able to get some points out of Kyle Pitts while he's starting him. 16, maybe? Let's go. Um, which the double points with Mariota and Pitts is great. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon got him 12. He had Elijah Moore, 0.00, struggling with uh, Zach Wilson. Literally just one target, didn't catch it. Mm. Um, he was asked, I believe, after the game, so what's going What do you think about your chemistry with Zach Wilson? And he just goes, he started talking, but then he stops himself. He goes, you know, I don't know. I I don't get the ball. I don't know. Ask him. And like mm. he he wanted to be traded, and like everyone's saying, throw him to the Packers. You know, like they need someone. But really tough scene, only because. And um, he had a good pickup with Mariota, a good sit with Trevor Lawrence. Um, it he really, it. dude, it really sucks because last week we talked about it. He was on Monday Night Football. He needed like seven points out of uh, Darnell Mooney. And he got 6.8, lost by a quarter of a point. This week, if he would have started Darnell Mooney instead of Elijah Moore, who had 9.5, he would have won the game by a quarter of a point. That is fucking tough. Oh, Andrew, I'm so sorry. I hate bringing up those those stats, but Darnell Mooney fucked you again. That is absolutely brutal. And, I mean, we we have talked about – you know, how much of this is really Andrew's fault, right? Because his team just doesn't score points. Yeah. Right? And he's made moves. He's tried to swap players in and out. And he's, he's had some great pickups. Mm-hmm. And you you look at this matchup, and this is a winnable matchup. And it all he did was just start the wrong guy. So this one is just 
totally on the manager. It is, and like looking on paper, it's hard to tell who to start because Elijah Moore was playing the Patriots, and their defense is very hit or miss. But like their past defense hasn't been the best this year. Um, but and you they know, were the Jets, at home. The Jets could have won that game. They end up losing, but the other matchup was Darno Mooney against Dallas. And these matchups are really tough whenever they're playing a really good team because on one side, they're going to shut down your receiver. But on the other side, you're going to be down by a lot of points. So you would think that they're going to throw the ball a lot and give mm-hmm. the ball to the receivers. So it's hard to choose, but that game just ended up being a very high-scoring game, and Darnell got the points. Just yeah. unfortunate, unfortunate sit. Yeah, and just one more thing to mention on Andrew's team. Um, so this is maybe another old, outdated fantasy wisdom that my dad always told me. He said, you want to try to avoid having um, the the number one running back and a good receiver or vice versa on the same team in your team. Yeah. So in his case, he has Michael Carter and EJ Moore, Elijah Moore, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Elijah, you got because it. Because it's... I mean, granted, they just didn't score a lot of points in that game, but his wisdom on that is it's hard for both of them to go off because right. a lot of times in fantasy you need multiple players to go off to win. And, I mean, it, it didn't happen this week because, like I said, they just didn't score, but you might want to revisit that, Andrew. Yeah, that's tough, man. And it, it really hurts that Brees Hall's hurt, but um, and I, I, I think – I also like that I'm sitting here on my like pedestal. I'm like, you might need to revisit that, uh, Matt. You you might want to take a look at that next time. <laughs> like, he wins one game, two, two and six, and I'm like, hey guys, I got this figured out. <laughs> he got that highest scorer badge in uh in sleeper, and he just thinks he's god now. <laughs> hey man, if 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 you look at sleeper, I am literally the face of the league. So just saying. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Holding two drinks, two shots. I love it. But I think that does it for recaps, Nate. Yeah, that that will definitely do it for recaps. Um, So you mentioned you have um, quite a bit of NFL news you want to discuss. Yeah, so I'll start off first with saying that there's still no sleeper wins, though that's just kind of given. But we're going to go through some big trades that happened uh, ahead of the NFL trade deadline. Let's do it. So I'm only going through the, the position players that are fantasy uh, focus so uh, the Bills they acquired Naheem Hines for a pick and Zach Moss so I mean not Naheem Hines I don't know what they're trying to do there but I think they just wanted a running back who can catch passes yeah so he might get a lot of touches I don't know they're very much a committee so we'll see how that plays out um, and you know Zach Moss to the Colts that might help out not this week um <laughs> J.O. picked up Deion Jackson, I believe, so that's going to be good. I have him in another league. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, he missed another practice, so I think he's not playing. So if you have Deion Jackson, put him in there. Deion um, Jackson. Which, don't take fantasy advice from me. I'm 1-7, so take that with a grain of salt, what I just said. I just realized that I sounded ridiculous there. Hey, um, all, all it takes is two wins, and you can start spouting fantasy advice. That's true. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to get there hopefully this week. So um, the Bears had a few trades, actually. They traded away their two best defensive players. Very interesting call. Um, They traded away Rokon Smith to the Ravens for one of their linebackers, a second-round pick, and a fifth-round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was just the picks. I didn't realize there was a linebacker in there, but very good trade for the Ravens because Rokon Smith is ridiculous. Yeah, Um, And I think he's already going to play this week, which I'm going to watch that game for sure. And then 
um, Robert Quinn to the Eagles. So good for J.O. for just a fourth-round pick, which is very interesting. Um, I think I, he actually played this week against the Texans. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, um, so losing their defensive players, but the Bears just acquired Clay's Chapool from the Steelers for a second-round pick. Mm. Very big move out of them. Um, the Steelers are just receiver machines. They just produce, produce, produce. Uh, and hopefully Justin, uh, Justin Fields, can. he has a good target, a very big, large target who can catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. And this is – no one cares about another league, but Max pick, uh, has Justin Fields in Dynasty, so he's very excited. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah, you are definitely right about that. No one gives a shit about another <laughs> different league. But it's good for – give me two seconds – Oh, actually, Max picked him up in this league, too. He has Justin Fields now. But we'll get to that. We'll get to the the waiver wire soon. Uh, Broncos, they recently got Chase Edmonds for uh, from Miami for a first round and a fourth round. Okay. okay. Sorry. Chase Edmonds, first round and a fourth round for round? Bradley Chubb and a fifth round. Ooh, okay. Does that I... make sense? Yes, yes. Um, I think that's a pretty good trade. Oh, really? Is Bradley Chubb is ridiculous, and Chase Edmonds yeah. is just like a he'll be like a third round. I mean, third string running back, I think, behind yeah, but, Gordon. But that Boone. first round pick is noise. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Jaguars. This one is mainly for next year because they they got Calvin Ridley. Um, they traded with the Falcons. Oh wait, no, sorry, I read that wrong. Jaguars acquired Calvin Ridley from the Falcons for a 2023 fifth round and a 2024 second round. Ooh. Just a couple picks, you know, because they're not yeah. going to use them this year, so it's kind of like future future picks there. Um, I mentioned the the Dolphins. They traded uh, Chase Eminence away for uh, Bradley Chubb, but they also received Jeff Wilson Jr. from the 49ers, which Ooh. I believe Ricky picked them up. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with me and, and Ricky's running backs now because um, both Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson were on the 49ers with McDaniels. Whenever he was an offensive coordinator, so that'll be oh, that'll be fun okay. to see. Yeah, a okay. little reunion there. Okay. Yeah. Um, an interdivisional trade happened. T.J. Hawkinson was traded to the uh, Vikings, and basically it was just a, a bunch of picks thrown together. So Hawkinson and uh, two fourth round picks in a row, like year by year, go to the Vikings, and then the Lions got a second round and a third round. Very interesting there because, like, they have to play them two times a year now. Yeah. Yeah, it's always weird making a trade in your division. Yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes it happens a lot. Like, Andre Johnson, I mean, he didn't get traded, but he went to the Colts for, like, a year because maybe it's just, like, player schemes. I have no idea. But um, I'm looking up who actually has him. I think Clint has him, has Hawkinson. So I don't know if he's going to start him this week, but it probably wouldn't be a good idea just – a lot of players, the first week they get traded, don't really know the playbook. But you never know with tight ends. It's unless you can you can kind of learn blocking schemes and run around, but it's kind of tough. So we'll see what what Clint decides to do and uh, how he fares out the rest of the year. And yeah, then yeah, that'll be important to keep an eye on. Yeah, the last the last one that I have noted here um, was the Chiefs got Kadarius Tony from the Giants for a third and sixth round pick. Um, again, one of these he's going to play. Um, I'm not sure how many routes he's going to run, but that's going to be, I mean, another target for Mahomes is almost unfair. And he's a pretty good yeah. re- receiver. 
Ridiculous. And, yeah. And then, you know, James Robinson and Chris McCaffrey also got traded, but we already met, kind of mentioned that last week. Um, yeah. Ten trades on November 1st, the, the trade wild. deadline day. That a is of, the, A lot of panicking going on. Yeah, that's the most in history. The most trades in history. NFL history. Wow. Bonkers. Yeah, football is definitely like the least plug-and-play sport. It really like, is. Baseball Which, and basketball, you can trade for a guy and start him in 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll figure it out. What uh, So the trade deadline already happened for NFL. Isn't – are we done trading? Are we – is our trade deadline? When is that? I can't remember. Uh, As per the Constitution, <laughs> our trade deadline is a week before the playoffs start. Our oh, okay, playoffs. cool. Okay. So if you ever need any trades, I mean, just listen to Nathan. He's got a good trade voice. Thank you. Yeah. Well. So, <laughs> um, next up, waiver wire pickups. Very yes, fun. Yes, so, yes. Uh, um, I would like to start. Go for it. I would like to start with the um, the the biggest acquisition of of the week, Justin Fields, to Max. Cost him twenty three dollars. And that wouldn't be so bad if the only other bid wasn't zero. (laughs) (laughs) And he dropped David Carr. So $3 extra lost. Nice. Yeah, so $23 out the window. Could have had him for free, probably. Well, I don't know if you have the waiver priority over J.O., but who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Uh, Next next biggest pickup of the week was uh, by me. And I will definitely have to take the hit for this one because mm-hmm. uh, I bid $15 for Caleb Huntley. And the next closest bid was $0 by pay to win broke sloppy seconds with Jeff. <laughs> Add it to the column. <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying to make sure I got in all of his titles. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. But uh, $15 for Caleb Huntley. I, I was just looking. He got a bunch of carries last week. That Atlanta backfield, I know Tyler Algiers is, I guess, playing well, but it seems to be committee-based and, like, it's not nailed on as any one person's job. And mm-hmm. he had, like, 91 yards rushing. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, this this could be one of those guys that in two weeks he's getting 70% of the snaps. You know, maybe. We'll see. Oh, yeah. He had the most yards, but, you know, Algiers is just the one who had the touchdown. So maybe this week he does. It's, I will say... Um, Cordero, Cordero Patterson should be coming back soon, like either this week or next week. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's got to be next week. They'll probably give him one more, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they use that backfield. I bet they line him up as a receiver and keep the, the those two kind of workhorse in the backfield. But yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, the next one, my personal favorite of the week, <laughs> none other than the now we're pissed, Driscoll. Absolutely opened the sleeper app, swiped to the left, and saw that one Ronnie Rivers <laughs> was trending up hard. So he says, Oh shit, I I better get this guy. <laughs> he bids seven dollars. No other bids. Also important to note, in place of Ronnie Rivers, he drops dumps like Giselle Tom Brady Ooh. from his team. Dude, how how often have we ever said that in fantasy football? Tom Brady getting dropped for somebody who got moved to the practice squad of the Rams. Ronnie Rivers, he played one game, and then they moved, moved, immediately moved him back to the practice squad. And Driscoll still spent $7 for him. 
Yeah, this this move is interesting because he played and he didn't do. I mean, he only got thirty six yards, and because yeah. um, Cam Akers is out for personal reasons, and then Daryl Henderson was sick uh, leading up to the game, but he ended up playing. So they're like, all right, let's elevate Ronnie. Then we that now we have four running backs in rotation, and they played him a little bit, and then he's like, yeah, let me do it. And I looked at the time stamp by the way. It was already noted that Ronnie Rivers was going to the practice squad before it definitely the waiver went was. through. Yeah, it so, definitely was because I was looking at running backs because I have an imbalance of bad wide receivers on my bench. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I picked up Caleb Huntley. But I was looking at all the best available wide receivers, and it was like Ronnie Rivers was number one for some reason. And I was going to pick him up, and I clicked on his name, and it says Ronnie Rivers reverts back to practice squad. I was like, okay, I'm not picking that guy up. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I bid for Caleb Huntley instead. Oh, God. And <laughs> what an idiot. What's funny, though, and I do want to correct myself, Jeff has – I mean, Jeff. Uh, Isaac has Jeff Wilson, not Ricky. Um, that was my correction. Uh, Phil is not with us today, but I had to do my own little stat check. Um, what's funny though about this Ronnie Rivers pickup, Driscoll for sure just forgot that he put this in because he immediately dropped Ronnie Rivers for the Baltimore Ravens defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, poor baby, poor baby. As one does with the practice squad player. As one does. Um, so I actually had a, a, a no, no other bid situation. I have a lot of buys this week. And um, I ended up picking up uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling of the Chiefs. Right. He, he typically does good, but he's kind of like a hit or miss. Like, he gets a lot of yards where he doesn't. He's been picking up his, his game lately. Um, and, like, it would be nice to have him because Ricky has Patrick Mahomes, so I could kind of snake some points there. But, you know, I ended up uh, kind of getting sucked in by the Matthew Barry situation and all the hype behind uh, Joshua Palmer. So both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are most likely not going to play. So the the next best option is Joshua Palmer. I end up spending a lot of money on this guy. Because <laughs> yeah, and just real quick on Marquez Valdez, Scanth Spalding. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's really a great pickup, Dominic, because we just talked about how Kansas City just traded for that Tony guy. Mm-hmm. So where does where does MVS fit now in that yeah. wide receiver room? See, another another reason why I chose to drop him for Palmer because like it's it's super hit or miss with like Patrick just he spreads the ball around a lot and I already have Kelsey so I'd have to be splitting splitting receptions with Kelsey on my team. Yeah, you know, so like just basically a waste of seven dollars uh, because I bid on Joshua Palmer last night. I had no idea who was going to try to get him. There's four bids total. Oh, yeah. Um, I was you, in for him. You bid for zero, just in case. You're just like, eh, I'll get him if I can. Yeah. Andrew went for $1, and then Rob went for 2 I went back and forth on a lot of numbers. I started with uh, 11. I went, down, I went down to 5. 11 just because I, I would like to have him, and I, I don't really, like, I don't know. I just wanted him, but then I was like, you know, I'll just go to 5. That'll kind of show, like, if I get him, I get him. If not, then I'll just keep MVS. But then I was like, you know, now I really want him. So then I went up to 17. Hey, it's another one of those things. Yep. Go get him. Hey, I'll take shit, but I'm also one in seven, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you you got you to gotta do whatever you can, man. Yeah, if he, if he goes off, then I look like a genius. If not, 
it's a waste of twenty four dollars total. <laughs> um, so another another pickup was uh, Devin Duvernay. I mean, this was actually a good number. He Rob bet six bucks on him. Jo bet four. That's a solid. That's a solid waiver wire uh, betting standoff. Six. We could say the price is right. I think so. Price is right. Yeah. All right. Good for you. Um. So I mean, Max got Evan Ingram for four dollars with no other bid. But again, under five dollars with no bid. That's really nothing to to squawk at, you know. But he did spend four dollars on a kicker. Yeah. Didn't need Not to. Bad. Um, and then the other ones, there's there's five different defenses picked up. There's like a three dollar. Uh, you beat Isaac three to two, which is pretty nice because you know pod <laughs> pressure. He's going for two. Pod pressure. That's there's right. Another, that's why I bid three. <laughs> another one dollar bid, and then pay to win broke Jeff uh, again with a sloppy seconds. Seattle. He he continues to just pick. Oh, Seattle's defense did good last week. Let me choose them this week when they play Arizona, which. I hope it's another Jaguars and Colts situation where they did really well against Arizona last time, and they're just going to get dogged on with D-Hop. Um, <laughs> another couple of notables on the waivers and uh, ad drops. Andrew picked up Allen Robinson. Huge mistake. Andrew, Huge. Andrew, if you listen to this show at all, I don't know if you do. Hopefully you do. Um, Allen Robinson sucks. He's a mm-hmm. terrible player. Um, he's a cancer for your team. Um, he's not as bad as when I got upset with you for picking up Matthew Stafford, who you promptly dropped. Good for you. Um, hear my words. Drop him now. You heard it here first. And also another drop. I officially dropped Cam Akers, Nate. <gasps> I know. Same same reaction from the whole league, I feel like, because he he wanted to be traded very badly, and then he did not. And the Rams are like, we want him. He's going to be an integral part of this team, which what they've been saying for three years, and they don't use him. So I'm okay with this drop. Okay, and we'll see. I have, I still have Henderson if he ends up doing well, but you know, I have Mostert, Algier, and uh, you know Chase Edmonds if he ends up doing well. But um, Cordero Patterson should be coming back soon, so hopefully that kind of pays off. Oh yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, I I think this is the perfect time now that we're talking about free agent pickups. Do you want to go into your your uh, Rain Man hmm. tight end statistics? Absolutely. So I went through every single pickup of a tight end. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase. I went through every single waiver pickup. So if you had to bet money and you bet zero, I still counted it in these stats. But um, I went through and looked at how much people are spending versus how many points are being scored by these tight ends. So Max... I might just go through each player and how much they've spent on a tight end. So Max has spent $4 on a tight end twice. Um, one time, they he dropped him immediately for the Cardinals' defense the next day, uh, which, you know, they ended up doing very well, so that was actually not bad. But um, J.O. spent $35 on Taysom Hill the next two weeks that he played him. He got four and nine points mm. and then didn't haven't hasn't played him since. Uh, Ricky spent $27, got 10 points. Good pickup. And then Rob. Rob has one, two, three, four, five, six transactions for tight ends. He has spent 17, 13, and 13 on tight ends. It is it is hard out here for a pimp because nearly nearly half of his budget. That is so much. Oh, sorry, seven. I didn't see Logan Thomas for six dollars above him. So the totals for these players, uh, between everybody in the league, there's Ricky, Rob. Clint, Jeff, Max, J.O., Driscoll. 
all of y'all have spent a total of 160 free agent dollars Jesus. on tight ends. That is an average of $12 per transaction. Oh my god. The total points from tight ends over, you know, all 8 weeks that we've played is only 68.9 points. What? An average of 4.3 being being scored per week being with $12 oh, being spent. God, $3 per point on average is what Yeesh. you're spending. Yes, and that is Dominic- wild. This is exactly what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. How tight ends do not warrant this much money, and now you have stats to back it up. And I don't just sound like a crazy person from the top of my pedestal, <laughs> but you are amazing for putting this together because this is a brilliant, sir. <laughs> and uh, I do want to point out again because we do it all the time. But Jeff spent thirty-six dollars. He only started Dawson Knox once since week three when he got him the total <laughs> points left on his bench is 18 which isn't that much but 36 bucks for him it's a lot of dollars yeah a lot well, of dollars yeah good not great there yeah so jeff's total this is kind of separate now jeff's total uh lost bids because he's broke it's five 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 times he's just been cucked by his own fantasy budget (laughs) oh goodness gracious jeff that is tough you hate to see it i i i think we should start calling that the jeff cut count Ooh, jeff cut count all right good deal and just remember jeff we love you (laughs) all right so i think now we can go into dicks with picks dicks with picks baby all right so last week i'll go through these quickly um you and I actually did very well. We both were three and three. Um, I love how that's very good for this league. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the last two weeks we're both two and four, so we'll take one more. <laughs> um, and it's really only because you won is why we're two, three. Really, and three. <laughs> really, you're right though. <laughs> um, the only differences that we had this week was you had Driscoll, I had Isaac, um, you had Andrew with that cool parlay, and I had Clint. Um, one Phillip, of those is gonna hit. Philip was zero for five. Idiot. Big big old Ofer. The totals on the year. Philip is now two for nine. Um, our guests are three for three. Thank you, Jo. Um, and then Nathan, you are fourteen for twenty-two. I am sixteen for twenty. Ah, it's just it's just one one matchup between us. Was, I know. I'm all it is. I think the goal is to climb to fifty uh, percent. I think that's what we got to do. Fifty percent would be insane especially given that we only pick ourselves and we both suck (laughs) that's what i'm saying (laughs) okay well let's let's get into these matchups um so the first one again robbie is still number one robbie he's got a big l1 for street column (laughs) so uh he's playing the number nine clint and uh you know this is gonna be an interesting matchup because it's not robbie's coming off a loss and I think he's going to come for blood. I just have a, a big feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, Robbie's coming off a loss <clears throat> to me. And Clint Clint is coming off a big win against Andrew. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I am 1,000% sticking with Robbie on this one. With Robbie. That's a... It's a solid choice. And like we said, it's, it's kind of hard because we already seen one of his players... Uh, I think Damian, I think he was really projected to get around 13, so it's pretty solid. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out. So um, on his bench, he has, like, 
Rashad White and James Robinson and Gus Edwards. So I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with Robbie here because I just don't see his team producing. No need to overthink this one. Right. So next matchup, then we have the the new number four, Jo something fruity with the new number two, Driscoll <laughs> Theonropist. He moved up two spots this week in the ranks. Yeah. Nice. And as as we mentioned right before this pod started, we are recording this on Friday morning, so we already have the Thursday night games in there. Um, Dallas Goddard got him 20 points Thursday night, Dominic for J.O., and he's still projected to lose by 15. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I think for this week, um, he's got Eckler back in that lineup. I am sticking with Driscoll on this one. I think he's got too much firepower on that side. I think he'll do something about his tight end situation. Um, But, yeah, I'm sticking with Driscoll. All right. I am actually going opposite here Um, only because Eckler had – he was going through practice and had an abdominal injury. Um, He's on the injury report, but he'll most likely play. Um, But, like, the only other person he has is Khalil Harbert against Miami. He might do good there, but – and then Darren Waller's just been shoddy, so I don't even know if he's going to play this week. So I think I'm just I'm going to stick with Jo here. Okay, something fruity. I didn't know you also like something fruity. Um, Jo, give me that. Okay, next one, Dominic, and I'll I'll allow you to pick first on this one. We have Matt Gritty Gritty Gang Bang versus Pay to Win Broke Cuck Sloppy Seconds Jeff Matt going with Matt. Just going with a quick answer here. <laughs> um, the the reasoning is Jeff gets all of his points from his two running backs, and his two running backs are on by. He has McCaffrey and Chubb, and then George Kittle's on the bench. So guess what? Dalton Knox. Da- he's Dawson, in. Da- Dalton. D'Angelo Knox. He's in the game. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then he only got three out of uh, Devontae Smith. So it's is it a emotional pick? Is it a analytical pick? I don't know. I'm going Matt. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Just looking at last night's game, AJ Brown got Matt 13, well, closer to 14 points, solid game. So all of a sudden, you have a over a 10 point swing just in wide receivers. So that's going to help out Matt a lot. And like you said, Jeff is hurting at running back this week. Yes, he does have Curtis Jackson in there uh, for Washington. But um, with McCaffrey and Chubb being on the bench, man, I think I think Jeff is just saying, you know what, whatever. I kind of planned on losing this week anyways when I drafted these guys. Who cares? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to also have to go with Matt on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, next one is the, uh, the number six, Costanzas, versus the new number five. He went down three rankings this week. Uh, the Nadamkaju Isaac. So this one is, it kind of makes me uh, giggle a little bit because right now, if you look at the sleeper, Max is projected 105, Isaac is projected 95. And you're like, wow, that's a little crazy. Why is that? Isaac doesn't have three people in. <laughs> and he's and still... also Mark, Mark, Mark Andrews is very much questionable. <laughs> yeah, like I think... I don't know. I I feel like his players, uh, Isaac's players, are going to do more than the projected points, and I don't know who he's going to start. Like he's going to have to pick up some. Like he, I don't think he knows who to drop. Is my yeah. He's thing. He, he's going to have some tough decisions to make. 
because he's got his kicker and his defense, that double-headed Dallas Dragon, uh, on by this week. And it looks like he has uh, Marvin Badgley. Oh! Looks like he could start him and at uh, kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, for defense, he's going to have to drop somebody. And he's going to have to either start Jeff Wilson or Kenyon Drake or Naheem Hines in that bench or in that uh, flex spot. Yeah, it's crazy because he, like we talked about the trade deadlines, Jeff Wilson and Naheem Hines both got traded to, to teams where they'll most likely be used more. But it's so funny because he needed a defense and, and a kicker, and he decided to get two backup running backs who just got traded. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um you know, I don't I don't know what I can choose here just based off of like the the short depth and like the possible not players of Isaac's team. I think I'm gonna have to go Max here. Yeah, I think I think there's nothing wrong with your logic. I think that's absolutely makes sense. Um man, I just have a sneaking sneaking suspicion this week about Lamar Jackson, man. Monday night football in New Orleans, it's going to be loud. And I know we talked about having quarterbacks play on the road, but this is Lamar Jackson. This isn't somebody you're picking up off the off the waiver wire. You know, inside, it's like like I said, it's going to be loud in there. I think Lamar has a really good game. I'm picking Isaac in this one. I think All it'll right. be I think it'll be within about ten to fifteen points, but I'm sticking with Isaac. All right, good deal. I'll let you go first on this next one. Okay, yes. Yeah, so this one. Um, we have number 11. Oh, that hurts to say. Number 11. The new number Dump 11. Thick men. Dump Thick Men versus Ricky. Something cleverer. Um, man, we, we talked about Ricky's team wondering if they're actually good or not. Um, I just... This is a tough one for me because emotionally, of course, I'm, I'm going to stick with my man Dump Thick Men. But he does have Patrick Mahomes back. Mm-hmm. Man, this is going to be, I think, a very close game. <laughs> but I think Lockett and Geno absolutely go off this week. Give me dump. Ooh, huge. Huge for the program. Um, shocker here. I think I lose again. I'm going with Ricky What? Here. What? <laughs> I have lost six in a row. And I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> I, I'm going against myself. I'm not going to purposely lose. But I just think I'm going to lose. <laughs> don't don't throw it just for dicks with picks. Absolutely not. No, I'm going. I'm trying to win. I just don't think I will. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm not Pete Rosing it here. I I'm 100 trying to win. I just don't think I'm going to. I think his team goes off this week. They have like way better matchups than me. Yeah. Okay. This is just. I'm I'm changing it up. You know, I got to do something different here. <laughs> <laughs> got to do something, man. Oh, I, I honestly, I hope, I hope I get a, a tick in the loss column for dicks with picks. But, you know, it is what it is. Sure. All right. Okay. We got, we got you. We got Nate versus Andrew. The new number, uh, the new number 10, Fantaseman, versus the number 12, New York Jets. I like how you had to pause and think. Well, I know because Andrew was I, right. I know I. I'm sorry, Andrew. I didn't mean to be mean. <laughs> All right, I'll go first this time since since you went first on my pick. 
Um, the New York Jets uh, currently have two people out. Chuba Hubbard is recently ruled out, and he does not have another running back. So it's a very easy choice. I'm going with Nate here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just looking at the projections here. Um, right after last week, I think it was Tuesday, I looked at who my next matchup was going to be, and I saw it was Andrew. And at the time, his team was projected 44 points. And yes, he had people on by or whatever. But I was like, okay, how many people does he really have on by? And it was only a couple. And now he <laughs> has put players in his lineup. Um, granted, Hubbard is probably going to have to come out. But mm -hmm. his projection is still listed in there as part of his total projection. So I'm projected 108, and he's projected 75. I am picking myself on this one of course you know I think I've picked Andrew every single week that we have had this podcast and of course this I week think so is too. going to be the week that he gets his first win I just have a yeah. bad feeling but but I'm <laughs> confident I'm confident but I just feel like you know the memes are going to run wild on this one <laughs> it's the uh, last game was kind of a trap game for, for Robbie and you, and I think this game, like you said, I I still have confidence in your team, but it it could be one of those trap games where you think it's going to be good, but I mean, just like the NFL, the Texans almost beat the the Eagles last night. That would have been crazy. Like it's just you don't know what's oh, going to happen. Man. Yeah, that would have been wild. Nuts. It is wild, but um, I think that just about does it for uh the old. Uh, Dicks with picks. I do want to shout out Jeff because he had a really funny burn in the sleeper messaging. I had mentioned that um, everyone else, I was like, "There's a lot of cash being spent," so I'm trying to, I'm trying to put y'all's uh, FAB free agent budget method spending, and maybe I'll win a game. And then Jeff comes <laughs> back with pay to lose Dom inbound. <laughs> oh, pay to lose, <laughs> pay to lose Dom. Oh, it's a good burn. Robbie oh, said, "Go hurts. Dom," but you know I appreciate that. But Jeff, hey, if if I could, I'd shake your hand. That was a, that was a good burn. <laughs> um, yeah, Dom, I think you're right. I think that does it for the actual football part of this. Um, yes. I have I have two trivia questions for you. I okay. don't know if you made any for me, but I have two for you. I do have I do have one or two. Okay, okay. I'll go first. So we talked about. Um, how last night the Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles played each other. Speaking of the Texans, how many Texan players right now are on fantasy rosters in our league? Ooh, I love that question. Okay, so like on rosters or starting? On rosters. Ooh, okay. So the only ones that are like good, Damian Pierce and then... We don't have defensive players. I ooh did would like defense count as a as a roster spot? Yes, defense kickers all. How many roster spots? I okay. guess so. I mean, no one would choose defense against the Eagles, and no one would stash our defense. Uh, Nico Collins and oh, Brandon Cooks would be on someone's lineup. Uh, I don't think anyone has Nico Collins. I'm gonna say Damian Pierce, Fairbairn, and. Brandon Cooks. I'm gonna say three people have Texans quarterback. I mean Texas players. That is incorrect. Oh, who am I missing? 
Nope, there's only two. David really? Pierce and Brandon Cooks. Oh, no one has Fairbairn? Dang it. Nope. <laughs> I thought Driscoll had Fairbairn for the longest time. He, he might have, but he does not have him now. Dang it. All right, well. Yeah, let me see. Oh, you know what? I think he just dropped him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Shoot. Oh, that would have been cool, though. Yeah, he dropped him last week. So. Yep. Oh, that's a good question. I like that one. Okay. Oh, for one. For okay. you. Okay. Your your next and final question I came up with. Well, it it could be a two-part question. Okay. So, which team has the least amount of fantasy players on a roster in our league right now? Has the least amount of fantasy players? Yeah, so like which NFL team has the least amount of fantasy players on rosters in our league? Oh, okay. That's an interesting question. Um, basically who produces the least amount of points? Uh I mean, the easy answer would be Texans, but let me let me double check. Let me run through these. Cuz even like bad teams have good players. Think about it. I know, I'm quickly going. Um So like this question is like you just said Texans have two. That's like your you're saying that how, who has the least amount over the whole league, right? Right. So if so, since the Texans only have two, if you think that that's the lowest, then your answer would be the Texans. Okay, gotcha. And this is players in our league. Um, you know, I'm just not going to overthink like it did last week on the trivia. I'm just going to say Texans. That is incorrect. Oh, damn it. Okay. Incorrect. Um, wait. Do, do you want what? me to give you some hints to try to guess it? Yes, let me look at the teams in my face. So, okay, your 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 first hint will be: Is it Carolina? It is. No, it's not Carolina. Oh wow. Okay, what's my first the, hint? Your your first hint is that they are in the AFC. Oh, okay, so that would have taken out the Carolina guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mean, Andrew has like two Jets of his own, so it's not that. And and also remember from your last question. The Texans have two, and they're not the lowest. Right. So, I mean, so this team I'm... has to have either one or zero. Right. Mm. Dude, this is a really good question. I love this question. Oh, is it the Titans? It's the Titans. Dude. I... Derrick Henry is the only player oh. on that team on a fantasy roster. That is crazy. Isn't that I, crazy? I know. That is that's hilarious. I honestly would have thought Tannehill's picked up, but then I was like, they don't have any receivers either. <laughs> yeah, they have no receivers and I don't even know who their kicker is. So. That is a fantastic question. And and I dumped them last week. Their their defense. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, the kicker too. Fat Randy. Um all right, so I have a I have a trivia question for you. Okay. So uh this past week, the Giants played the Seahawks and they didn't do too hot. They had three consecutive three and outs to start the game. This is the first time in a good while that this has happened. Um, when was the last time the Giants started a game with three three and outs? And who was their quarterback? So I've been trying to think of a way to ask that to where it's not like insanely hard to answer. Okay, well, let me let I me could, walk you through my thought process here. Okay, and I'll give so, you some leeway on this because it's a two-part hard question. Okay, so just it, immediately it jumps out. This is like an impossible question, right? So my thought process is it's got to be in a game that I would know 
or like is a pretty important game. Like you, I, I, I don't think you would be asking me about week 14 yeah. of the regular <laughs> season from 2019, mm-hmm. right? I could, I could so, give you a year if you want. Uh, that might be better. See. Let, let me guess first. Okay. Okay. I think, and this is like a crazy guess, but I think it's the Super Bowl against the Patriots with Eli Manning at quarterback. Ooh, that is incorrect. Damn. So I'm not going to knock you for that one. I'll give you a hint so you can actually answer this question because that's an impossible way to ask. Um, The year was 2012 was the last time they went three consecutive three and outs to start the game, the New York Giants. Who was their quarterback? So Eli Manning wasn't correct. or Correct. Eli Manning is not the quarterback. He's not the quarterback. Okay. Oh, man. 2012? Let's see. We're, we were in our uh, junior year, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> that does not help at all. Yeah, I know. Um, man. I, I honestly have no idea. Um, so I'll, I'll take the L on the question, but I still want to try to answer it. Okay. Um, could I have a hint on where he went to college? Um, give me two seconds. Cause I actually am not sure, but it's an easy find. The college he went to was West Virginia. West Virginia. Hmm. There's no way it was Geno Smith, was it? It was Geno Smith. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't think he'd been around that long. Dude, me neither. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a good thing to tell Nate. Because that's your boy. Wow. That's your QB. And it was that's against, a great question. And it was against the Seahawks, too. That's a great question, Dollar. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, some good ones this week. So, okay. I think I know how to a- answer this. Um, Aaron Rodgers, been around a while. Um, me, me and a Packers fan were going over like quarterback stats this past weekend and, uh, his, his touchdown to interception ratio is absolutely insane. Aaron Rodgers is so, um, currently like Tom Brady has like, you know, 600, whatever. And he also has like a lot of interceptions just cause he, he throws a lot of passes. You're going to get interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, he has 450 touchdowns. And only 96 interceptions. That's a very good ratio. Very good. Um, the the next, I believe it's the next lowest quarterback has 250 touchdowns and 96 interceptions. Like that's like the closest person with 96 interceptions is 250. So 200 touchdowns less than Aaron Rodgers. Same amount of interceptions. Who is this quarterback? And I hope that I asked that in a non-confusing way. If is, you need me to reword it. Is he still it. an active player? He is no? still an active player, yes. Okay. Oh, man. It's somebody that's probably been around for a while. Yeah, so basically who has not. 250 touchdowns and 96 interceptions? <laughs> that's, a, that's a better way to ask. Oh, uh, man. I am going to – I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. That is – Correct! Yes, sir! What a, what a guess! Oh, Let's Nathan go. Ochoa. What a, what a guess, dude. That was sick. Oh, man. Because what, what I was thinking is I was like, okay, you can't have somebody that's a gunslinger, mm-hmm. right? 
you you got to have somebody that's just nice and easy, Mr. Consistent. And then I thought, who's Mr. Consistent? Kirk Cousins. Dude, what a guess. That was very good. We're, we both currently have one correct trivia guess. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Let's that, that go. last one was a very hard I would even give you the the last one, but that was just a way harder way to ask. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was Geno Smith, so yeah. I should know my team. Um, I think it's time for Maxalangelo segment. Oh God, I am excited for this. Oh baby, I'm always excited. One one of my favorite parts of Maxalangelo is that every time I open the tab, I just get to scroll through and see all of the other ones. <laughs> I know. Um, Actually, because he gave me a precursor for this week, but I probably shouldn't say it. But he all he said was low-hanging fruit. I'll say that. Low-hanging <laughs> fruit on this one. And I don't know what that means. No pun intended. <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm scrolling. I'm currently at the first one with the whole team. I'm, I'm at the one from last week with the Supernatural guys. Okay, cool. I'm there now, too. Oh, no. Right, Philip is below that, actually. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, no, and J.O. Okay, I'm at J.O. right now. Okay, me too, me too. All right, <laughs> three, two, one. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Is Isaac on there twice? Yeah. Wait, no, that's not, no. That's another guy. <laughs> oh, my God. kind of looks like him. Okay, so that's what he means by low-hanging fruit. He. Uh, so, yeah. We talked he... about Isaac's uh, ESPN body issue calendar. <laughs> Last week. Oh, I can't get over the right guy. Dude, that is gnarly. And to be honest, we always talk about how Max is able to take the face of whoever he's putting on these, um, we'll call them actors, Mm -hmm. um, and how he always gets their body positions right. Well, this week, very easy for Max. Yeah. (laughs) Because he he got to use Isaac's whole body. (laughs) Whole naked body. And, like, what's crazy is Max, he, like, he put – the other guy somehow in front of Isaac's hand so he can see him poking out the back, but then in front of his leg. Like, I don't know how he did that, but that's pretty impressive. Oh, right, Max, once again, that is once again, you've produced a winner. <laughs> and again, we'll post that in one to two days after this is posted. <laughs> one to two business days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What a, so, Dom, what a week. Dom, I know you're on a bit of a time crunch. Um, I know I do need to leave soon. I do you have time? Do you have time for just like a little off the wall question? I have. Yes. Okay. So, as as we've mentioned before, the Astros are in the World Series, and in Game Four, they had a combined no hitter against the Philadelphia Phillies. Huge. Huge. Un- unbelievable. And the fact that it was in the World Series is even more insane. But my question for you is. What is the football equivalent of throwing a no-hitter? Ooh. Because I thought about it a little bit, but I want to hear if, if you have any thoughts on it. Because um, I feel like a shutout isn't enough. No, because that's that's more like defense. Like, it's – it's because it, it happens more often than you would think, I would yeah. say. Um, Let's see. My, my initial thought would be like like a perfect QBR rating. Um, but I mean, that's not even really, I'm kind of thinking from a defensive standpoint, defensive, because like teams have lost games throwing a no hitter. Yeah, that's true. Wild to think about, but that's true. 
Um, let's see. I would say, no, I was gonna say a safety, but that happens more often. That's a that's a super good question. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a either a QBR rating, perfect QBR rating of what is it, one fifty eight point three. I believe that's that's right. I'm talking out of my ass at this point. Um, or something that doesn't happen often. I mean, I just keep thinking about quarterback milestones where it's like a 500-yard passing game or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. But the defensively, maybe like a defensive where defense only scores a touchdown, like only scores the points. Mm. You know, maybe one of those. So what do you here's, here's, here's what I kind of came up with. Okay. I, I thought like a, a quote-unquote no-hitter for defense would be a shutout, of course. And the other team doesn't cross the 50. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also for a perfect game, I think it would be same two things, no points, team doesn't cross the 50, and the offense goes three and out every time. Ooh. Well, so things like that would make a lot of sense. But, like, has that ever happened in history? No, probably not. Yeah, because that's I. I mean, I agree. That would be probably the equivalent to a perfect game in football because you're you're literally playing the perfect amount of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's here's one going off of what you said, but on the offensive side, every possession they score a touchdown. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. we split it up. Maybe we split it: offensive perfect game and defensive perfect game. I agree. So defensive, I think. Three and outs on every drive, not crossing the fifty, like not even getting in scoring position, and then offensive is scoring every every possession. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's kind of solid. I didn't even th- I never thought about that. I love that question. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, guys out there in Pod Nation, um, think about that. Let yeah, us know. we should we should look into that, and next week we can talk about who we think has gotten the closest. Yeah. You know, like also if if anybody wants to pop in the show for off the wall next week, we we can do that too. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, let's let's get some uh, invitations going. Let's get some DMs. Maybe hey, throw me on here. Whoever has the highest bid gets to join. Oh, there we go. Sorry, Jeff, you're out. Oh. <laughs> and we can end on that note. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Next week, what do you say? Uh, same time. Same, same time, same place. 